Because my grandmama taught me something a long time ago. If you hang a sheet out on the line and you get some doo-doo on it, don't wipe it because you ain't going to do nothing but smear it. <laughs> she say, just wait till it dry. It'll fall right off. That's Steve Harvey. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today as we have Steve Harvey returning to the show. But Before we jump into today's clip, I just want to preface this with saying that I've been sitting on this clip for several months now, and I was deciding whether or not it was a good fit, if it provided enough value without losing the overall core message or lesson. And I think if you stick around to the end, it would definitely be worth it. So just a little bit of context beforehand. Uh, this talk was given a few years ago when President Trump was in office. And in the talk, Steve mentions talking to the former president. So I know that he is a very, what's the word, a very polarizing person. And he may be triggering for some listeners. So you may want to skip it. But if you're on the fence about listening to a clip that mentions him, um, then I urge you to, to stay and listen to it because I feel like the overall message is, is really good um, because it really depicts an honest and a truthful picture of what it takes to follow a vision, that inner vision that you have and all the adversity one can face in trying to make that vision really become a reality. And the most important lesson that I took from this is to be resilient and relentless in seeing that vision through. Uh, So I'll leave it right there. I hope that you enjoy this one. I hope you get a ton of value from it. And that's it. Here's Steve Harvey. Enjoy. I would have had some things happen to me, man. (laughs) President Obama's transition team. I was getting off a plane one day. Assistant called and said, Steve is President Obama's transition team. President Obama and I were friends. I've interviewed him. He's been on my talk show. I've been to the White House and interviewed him. He's been on my radio show more than anybody's show. I go to their parties. We friends. So his transition team called me uh, around the 9th of January and said, Steve, the president feels like it's important that we sit down and have a conversation with this new administration to see if that's something we could work out. Not President Obama, just his transition team from White House. I said, okay, cool. Next thing I know, the Trump administration transition team 
gets in touch with the Obama transition team, my name come up. So on January 13th, they asked me to come to Trump Towers to meet with Donald Trump. Now, the hell I caught, the sheer misery for making that decision. I've been so many coons, Uncle Tom, sellouts. I, I was stunned. I mean, the brutality of what happened to me on social media behind visiting that man in Trump Towers, it was alarming. But I'm sitting up in here and I'm trying to figure out, because you don't know, so since you don't know, here come the hate. Uncle Tom, sellout, Coon, Steve Harvey, shoe shining, celebrity friends I thought I was really cool with. Coming out, talking about, he ought to know better. What's the hell wrong with him? Whoa, 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 whoa. If President Obama, the current president, and the incoming president say they want to talk to you, which one of you ain't going up there? Just raise your hand if you wouldn't go so I can see how stupid you are. I just go here. I just want this one. See, this is what I be really wanting to say. See, I can't say none of this in front of another group, but since it's us in here. <laughs> so I go up there. President Trump did not know why I was there, but he was accommodating. I'm going to give the man this. The man was very congenial. As we said that we talked about golf. I played golf at his golf courses a lot. I don't play well, but I play. We talked about that. He's really congenial. And we're sitting there. He thought that since we shared a common friend, Mark Burnett, Mark Burnett produced Apprentice and Mark Burnett produces my new show, Steve Harvey's Thunderdome, that I was there to talk about possibly doing some type of program. I said, no, sir, I'm not. So it got around to it after 25 minutes of talking. He said, so Steve, what can I do for you? Now I had thought of what I would say when I got up there. So I said, well, it's really nothing I want you to do for me. I said, I want to do something for you. And he said, President Trump said, you want to help me? I said, yeah. I said, if you've appointed Dr. Ben Carson the head of HUD and I would like to help him because I don't think he has the um, celebrity or the name notoriety to get to these inner cities. I've been in inner cities my whole life. I got the key to 32 cities. I've been in stand up a long time. I said I can help him with some of these urban situations because I'm from there and I want to do something to help him. He said, so what do you want to do? I said, well, I have a mentoring program, but my mentoring program is restrictive because I can only do about a thousand boys and I can do them only one time a year in each city. I want to create vision centers around country where I can take these schools that you're closing in the inner cities, take HUD funds 
put it with them and then go in and refurbish these schools and buildings and turn them into a place where boys and girls can come and learn life skills and parents can come and learn financial skills, literacy skills to make it. And then eventually I would like to build vision homes around it to help support these communities so we have wonderful community. I want people who are less fortunate to have a better way of life. He said, I like that. Let me get Ben Carson on the phone right now. I kid you not, in two minutes, he had Ben Carson on the phone. He put Ben Carson on the phone and he and I started talking and I introduced the concept to him of Vision Homes right there in the office. He said it's a done deal. I've since then that, that well, the problem I had was after the meeting was over, I was supposed to go downstairs by myself and go on over to the rope and address the media. President Trump said, Steve, I'm going to go down with you. All right. <laughs> we get off the elevator. We walk up to the rope. All the cameras is on. And first thing he said, what we're going to do first thing in this office is replace and repeal Obamacare. I'm standing there. I went. <laughs> Look at the tape. Go back and look at the tape and look at Steve's face. Because I'm going, there ain't shit we said upstairs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, that's not what we said upstairs. But I was stunned, and I'm sitting here going like I'm supporting this here. I ain't said nothing like that. So then when he walked off, I was standing there with Greg Calhoun, another frat brother, and Gerald Washington, a new, oh, Crump, what's up, man? That's my man right there. You a bad boy. Man, that's my man right there. I'm sorry, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> Benjamin Crump, attorney. So I'm sitting here and I walk up to the media and I go, I'm just messed up because man, it just looked like, and then next thing you know, all over social media, Steve supports Trump, repeal and replace Obamacare. I ain't know, we ain't never even talk about Obamacare, but that's what God said. And then after that, oh, y'all, oh, 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 y'all did your boy. Oh, oh, it wasn't white folk, it was y'all. Yeah, uh, this is you. Uh, now this wasn't a black. This was this was an internal. White folk don't even know what Uncle Tom Coon is. Y'all was doing this here. Oh, you was doing your boy. To hell with my track record. Damn what I done done in the past. You ain't sugar honey iced tea right now. I cleaned that up. See how I did that. I didn't want to though. I wanted to go ahead and fire another one off, but I. Figured I had got too many in. You ain't sugar honey iced tea no more. Ooh, I don't like saying that. <laughs> Black people took to social media, and boy, all my family had to close their accounts down because y'all was just lacing me. And they was just on that social media just lacing me, man. Like, I don't do nothing for black folk. Like, I just ain't been black this whole time. 
the hell you gonna call me an Uncle Tom, a coon and a sellout? I'm 60 years old. You know what I done seen? I seen what everybody in this room that's 60 done seen. I done felt what everybody in this room done felt. How they gonna call you Uncle Tom and a coon? Cause you're at the top of the corporate ladder. Now some black person ain't got nothing wanna sit up and call you an Uncle Tom and a coon cause you done bet it yourself. Ain't that about la di da You be wanting to go, man, I wish, you know, man, you be wanting to say something. But you know what though? You can't say nothing. Cause my grandmama taught me something long time ago. If you hang a sheet out on the line and you get some doo-doo on it, don't wipe it because you ain't going to do nothing but smear it. <laughs> she say, just wait till it dry. It'll fall right off. <laughs> so when they kept on trying to, I just shut my mouth. I stayed quiet because I knew I had a purpose. Now, Brother Blue went with me to the first meeting with uh, Dr. Benjamin, I mean, Dr. Uh, ben Carson at HUD. We have started an initiative. The first one will open in Detroit because that's where Dr. Ben Carson is from. Division centers have been okay by the White House all because I took a step and went up there and said it. I didn't even come up with division center concept to the night before to the night before. I just told God, I asked God, man, just tell me what to say when I get up there. Cause what I'm supposed to say, I don't even know what to say. What do I say to Donald Trump? I told him when we were sitting there, I said, look, man, I ain't vote for you. <laughs> and I say, I put my whole radio show behind trying not to get you elected. I said, but there was a mistake got made. I said, we was playing checkers and y'all was playing chess. So congratulations on your win. Oh, and then I, all this, then I, he, he ain't my president. Well, he the president of the United States. Well, he's not my president. He's the president of the United States. He's not my president. When you get through saying that, he the president. <laughs> and if you don't sit at the table and talk, you have no say-so on what they serve on the menu. So if you don't like what you eating, it's cause you ain't at the table picking and choosing. We as black people got to get at the table. This ain't the white man's game. This is the game. Money is not white man's money. It's money. You get around real rich people. They don't care what color you are. As long as you got enough to be there, trust me, you know how this work. That's racism on every level. But we black, man, we can rise above this. So when they got through eating me up, me and Blue went up there. The first one they gonna open is a vision center in Detroit. It's going to take a school that was closed, reopen it with HUD funding, going to support it with the right type of counselors and stuff, and create a place for young boys and girls to come and to learn life skills. See, what our kids don't know how to do is dream. If you destroy the dream, the Bible says a man without a dream or vision shall perish. It never mentions if you don't have an education. I mean, congratulations if you got one. It's so helpful in a lot of things, but we got to get our kids to dream it. Then we got to educate their parents on financial literacy. We got to teach them life skills. Then I met, met with Robert Smith for eight hours at his home, the third black billionaire, and he introduced a program for coding. 
Because he says in order for black people to get to the next level, we have got to learn coding. So I went to him. So he's created an entire coding program of his own money, $100 million, this man, by himself, to put coding in all the vision centers so kids can learn how to code from kindergarten in the vision centers. Do you know if you change that technical aspect of us as black people, skip buying the video game, hell, make a video game. Stop buying a ticket to fly on the plane, make a plane. We have gifted kids if we give them the opportunity. That's what the vision centers are. Big thanks to Steve Harvey for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, steveharvey.com. His Instagram is I am Steve Harvey TV. His YouTube is the official Steve Harvey. And his latest book is entitled Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success, Discovering Your Gift and the Way to Life's Riches. And if you'd like to check out this clip, the entire talk, which I highly recommend, it's a really, really good talk. You can go to YouTube and type in Brother Steve Harvey Speaks 2017. And if you'd like to check out any of the previous episodes that we've had Steve featured on the show, you can go to the show description and there will be a section that you can find all the previous episodes that he's been featured on the show, with the most popular episode being number 373. All right, that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.